0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. And yes, we had a little bit of a hiatus, but we are back just like the Carolina Panthers, two and two. Who would have thunk it? We're like a Paul Rudd meme all over the place. Uh, Two and two heading down to Atlanta this weekend with the chance to go above 500 for the first time in the Matt Rule era. So, without further ado, let's hear from offensive coordinator Joe Brady and defensive coordinator Phil Snow on what to look for this weekend against the Atlanta Falcons.
1: able to move the football decision-making from Teddy has been good. Is there, it sounds sacrilegious, but I mean, is this group playing better because Christian's not on the field and guys maybe are just stepping up their games? Or is this the offense kind of feeling a little bit better about the system and just performing better?
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, just a matter of uh, just another week with the guys together, you know, uh, not getting a preseason. It's just time on task and it's just the guys executing and doing their job. I don't think it has anything to do with who's out on the field, who's not. It's just an opportunity to guys executing, doing their job, and just getting the time on task working with one another.
1: If I might follow up, uh, with Christian coming back in the near future, have you put on your lab coat to figure out how to integrate him into this group that's playing so well and and maybe come up with other fun things for your offense to do when you add him back to the mix?
2: Uh, I mean, I haven't, uh, I haven't thought that far ahead, but I know – whenever the time comes, you know, to have one of the best players in football back, you know, back and playing, you know, that's always a
3: good thing. Now let's go to Miles Simmons and then David Newton. Hey, Joe. Uh, how would you assess uh, the way Teddy Bridgewater has played uh, through the first four weeks of the season? And is there anything in particular you'd, you'd like to see from him in the next few games?
2: Um, I, You know, I think there's there's always room for improvements, um, you know, but with I think Teddy would – you know, Teddy and I, and just the whole offense in general, it's just important when we go into every game, we just understand, you know, what it's going to take to win that football game and how to take control of that football game. And so, you know, week to week, the game plans change, you know, um, and that's not, that's not, uh, just talking necessarily about the opposing defense. A lot of it is just, is about us and, uh, you know, and so just Teddy going out there and I think he's doing a great job at executing the game plan, um, putting our players in position to make plays, um, making plays with his feet and, and, uh, you know, I think his his accuracy and his completion percentage is showing that. So, um, I have full faith in everything that he's doing um, with the control of the offense.
4: Hey, Joe, David Newton, good to see you. Um, I want to ask you two questions. The first is, what did you see in Chris Reed uh, when he was going through the quarantine and, and how he handled that, and what did you see coming out?
2: Well, uh, one, you, you, you learn. I mean, like it's it's not a it's not an easy thing what he had to go through and but you just know he's a, he's a true professional and uh, he approached it, even if he's, if he was in, you know, in quarantine, but he, he still was mentally staying, staying ready. um, So that when his time did come, he, you know, he wasn't behind and uh, you know, you see on a a guy on a football field, that's just loving being being able to be with the guys and playing football again. And uh, you see his physicality, you see his effort. And, you know, I think he's, he's, you know, he's playing great football. And so uh, he's been a great, great addition. Great, great to have him back on the football field with us.
5: And my second question
4: is: Why have you been able to get so much more out of Robbie Anderson than it seemed like they they did with the Jets?
2: I I can't comment on what they've been with the Jets. You know, I think Teddy's done a great job if, of building chemistry with Robbie, and um, you know, and and, and Robbie's, Robbie's done a great job of you know getting open and and making plays with the ball in his hands. And so uh, you just got to continue to improve on that.
3: All right, let's go to JB Ricks and then Elena Gutzenberg. Hey, Coach uh, JB Richman from uh, Spectrum
5: News One. Um, I just had one curious question as far as Christian being out of the lineup. Has that given you any advantages? Any advantages at all when it comes to your play calling or or anything specific you want to do with your offense uh, as you go through these games without him?
2: Uh, I mean, look, like Christian Christian McCaffrey is one of the best football players in the game, and so you know, anytime you have him on the football field, it, it benefits you. Um, I think the guys. You know, we have a a don't blink mentality and our guys, our guys have kind of, you know, rose to the occasion. You see how hard Mike and Reggie kind of ran the football and made plays. Um, But, you know, any I I wouldn't say we're at an advantage without having Christian. I think, you know, we just understand who's out there and we find out what they do best. And, you know, we have full confidence in the guys, whoever the 11 that are out there, they're going to go out there and they're going to play their hardest and uh, execute the game plan. Hey, Joe. Um, I was wondering, you know, we saw Chris Manhurst was out there a lot more last week than he had been in weeks past. Was there kind of a plan to get him just more snaps or out there more? Or is that just something that happened kind of with the flow of the game? Yeah, I think I think week to week it's, you know, I think it all just kind of ha- how the game plan rolls out. It's not a this person can't do this, this person can't do that. I think it's just kind of a flow and, you know, how the, the personnel usage kind of kind of goes. And fuck Chris Manhurts while he was out there you know, I, I thought he played an excellent game. He played hard, played tough. You know, he opened the holes in the run game and, you know, his, we didn't convert it on that one third down, but uh, you know, him, him getting us from a third and 19 to a, a fourth and two was, you know, one of the biggest plays in the game. Um, if I could just ask one follow you know, you had told us you, you, you wanted to get Curtis Samuel more involved a couple of weeks ago. Is that something you feel like has been accomplished and is going well, like you wanted it to? Yeah, I mean, I think you you you're going to come away in every game, and you know, with our offense, you know, I think you you're we're fortunate they have a bunch of guys that you know can make plays. It's not one thing that any defense can focus on one specific player, and so, um, you know, we we keep you you can scheme a play up for you know for a specific person and might not get the look and it goes somewhere else. But you know, uh, the plays that that are going to Curtis, you know, he made some incredible plays this past week in the pass game, third down conversions, and then watching him what he's doing in the run game that kind of goes unnoticed. Um, I think he's playing at an extremely high level and I know he's going to continue
3: to build on that. Let's go to Joe person and then Jason Huber.
5: Joe kind of following up on that earlier question. And we had uh, Dan Quinn on a conference call today and he said that you guys are, are definitely using uh, in his mind, uh, Robbie more on some crossers than he did in New York. What did you see in his game as you evaluated him before free agency that gave you confidence that, you know, that he could do that, that kind of stuff besides, uh, you know, going over the top?
2: Well, you you see, you see a a player of Robbie's caliber, how fast he is. Um, So, you know, that obviously if you just get the ball in his hands, you know, great things happen. Um, But when you watch, when you watch Robbie run routes and you watch him go up for the football, you realize how great a ball skills he has. And so, and you see a guy that can move as well as he does with, you know, with uh, you know the ability to catch the football, you know, and then you see, you know, you work with him in camp, and you start seeing, you know, what he can and, you know, what he can do, and you know, with shallow cross, really, a shallow cross is no different than running a go route; you're just going horizontally. Um, but uh, seeing him run Lucy routes and run option routes and everything, we knew that he had it in him, um, and we, you know, and we're fortunate to, to be able to expose that or showcase that. Excuse me. Hey, Joe, uh,
3: Jason Huber with this Tampa Bay defense or Atlanta defense, they're one of the worst in the league right now, but they've also had a lot of injuries and it seems like a few of those players are starting to get healthy. What, even though on paper, you know, it's, it's not good right now for them. What kind of can make that, you know, still make them, you know, kind of come back, not, not be as deceiving that, Hey, on paper, they're 31st in the league, but they, they still have a chance to, to be better than they've been so
4: far.
2: Yeah. I, I think I think when you when you look at the paper, I, I don't think statistics always kinda of paint the, the paint the picture, especially early in the season. Um you you look at you know one all it takes is one game to completely change, you know, statistics in, in the categories this year. But you know, they they've had some unfortunate injuries and you know, we're expecting all of them to be back this week. And so you see how hard they play up front. They have you know, Grady Jarrett is you know, every time Grady Jarrett's on the football field you have to you have to know where he is and um and how they're able to get pressure on the quarterback and um, you know, getting their, you know, obviously a first round draft pick potentially back and some of their DBs back, you know, healthy. Uh, you know, I think that you can't look at the numbers and can't look at the record. You know that you're going to be playing a really good defense that's going to be ready to rock this weekend. And and so we got to, you know, it's going
3: to be a great challenge. We got to be ready to go. Let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Josh Klein.
5: Hey, Joe, hope you're doing well. Doing well, Bob. How are you doing?
0: Good, good, good. You um, know, I know uh, maybe you had... Have- I mean, with Reggie Bonafine out, um, I know you all, you know, talk about having the next man mentality, Um, but does his loss in particular this week change anything with how you might use uh, Mike Davis um, this week didn't originally play?
2: Yeah. I mean, anytime you, anytime you lose, you lose somebody to injury, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, I thought Reggie played a, played a great game this past weekend and, you know, so it's unfortunate what happened to him and I know he'll attack rehab and, um, but you know, we, have the, we have the mindset, and I know it sounds so cliche that you know, we can't change what we do. We just have to figure out what our guys do well, and so uh, you know, I feel confident in our backs, just like when, when Christian went down, I felt confident in our backs, and, and so whatever running backs in the football game, you know, we'll try to tailor it to their strengths and, and kind of go from there.
0: Hey, Joe. Uh, kind of on that same line of, of tailoring to their strengths, um, the rotation at wide receiver, uh, has been really interesting over the past few games um, it, i'm curious what you see in guys like Farrell Cooper and Brandon Zilstra from a skill set perspective that makes you want to get them in the game um, and is it do you use that rotation to kind of uh, get guys get guys rest during during the
2: game or is it just a matter of getting new skill sets uh, on the field yeah I think it's a combination. I think uh, the way that our receivers um, came to work in the training camp you know, I think I felt confident going into the season, um, featuring five, six receivers. And so um, they earned it. And so it's not one of those things where it's just like, hey, we're just throwing them out there, throwing Farrell Cooper and Zilstra out there just because, hey, we just want to give other people a, um, a breather. They're going out there because they they earned it. And, you know, we found a, a vision for them and in, in, in their skill sets. And, you know, I think, you, know, you you look at a guy, Farrell Cooper, and you see how tough he plays. He's a very smart football player. And you watch him in the kick return and punt returns when the ball's in his hand, you know, he makes plays. And so you feel confident that when he's in the football game, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to, there's not going to be a drop-off. And Zilstra in the training camp, you saw him perform at as high as a level as anybody on our football team. And so we have full faith in whatever receivers are in there. And so it, it could be, hey, a guy just ran a go route and someone needs a breather, but when they are, you know, they're, but there are also plans on, you know, you go into the game plan with them playing a significant amount.
0: Just to follow up on that real quick is there uh downfield blocking how much does that have how important is that to you when you look at a wide receiver skill set
2: well you're talking to a wide receiver that basically just played two block so it's uh, it's always been important to me and and uh, you know I think you learn a lot about your football team when you watch wide receivers um, with with how they block and I think coach coach jackson does a great job at emphasizing that and you know it kind it kind of goes you know full it kind of it kind of comes full circle when you watch a you, you turn on like a touchdown pass for a wide receiver and you watch Mike Davis, you know, picking up with the protection. And so you'd hate to put on tape and you got Mike Davis in open field and that wide receiver is not making that block. And so I think that that's a point of emphasis um, that coach, that Frizz puts on and with the wide receivers and uh, you know, you want, you want to, you want to be that guy to make the touchdown block. And I think our wide receivers have that mentality. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think, and it's very important to us in the run game, they got to be complete wide receivers.
3: All right, guys, we only have time for two more, so let's go to Joe Person and then finish with Miles Simmons. Joe, you guys
5: have some
3: road games coming up
5: in venues that are traditionally very tough places to play, and loud in the domes in Atlanta and New Orleans. It, how much different is it is calling plays now in, 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 in you know, semi-empty stadiums? And does it give you more flexibility to like have Teddy do more checks at the line because he could, you know, hear himself think. You
2: know, I don't know if maybe I'm doing something wrong, but it's really been no different to me. Maybe that's because I'm up in the box, Joe. Um, it, it sounds the same in, my, in the box on the headset that it does when there's 60,000 if there's a hundred thousand, it all sounds the same to me. So from my standpoint um, it's really business as usual for me now with regards to Teddy um, you know, I don't know if, uh, whether it's a snap count or something that, you know, has been able to be u- used to our advantage. But outside of that, you know, it's kind of been business as usual for us.
3: Joe, I know this is your first year as an OC, but I mean, teams are scoring a lot of points and right now it's at a record pace. Is there anything that you can put your finger on as to why there's been such a scoring barrage? Um,
2: no, I, I, uh, nothing that, nothing that comes to, comes to mind. I know that, you know, there's, there's some great offenses in this league, and you know it's 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 a lot. It's uh, you know, you're seeing the the scores in in these football games without being able to point something to it. I, there's some great minds and some great football players, and uh, you know it's fun to watch when you look at the touchdown tapes across the league each each week. I think, uh, the coaches across the league are just putting their players in position, to have success, and doing a great job at. It. And you know, watching some of the throws these quarterbacks are making, and some of the you know when you're watching these running backs just get in space. I think a lot of it just has to do with You know, I think the game's at an extremely high level and, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch. But to say it's any specific thing, I can't point to that.
3: All right, Joe, we appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Thank
4: you.
0: Hey Phil, uh, Scott Kellen Sports Illustrated. Um, I guess probably the biggest surprise, uh, through the first couple of games is, uh, your defense being seventh in pass, uh, against the pass with only 227 yards a game. Uh, just kind of speak to the level of confidence that you have in your secondary. And then also how much the defensive line, that front seven play in that pass defense,
4: you know, anytime that you play good, whether it be the run or the pass, you know, 11 people have got to be a part of it. So, um, You know, we're getting better each week. Um, Hopefully that continues this week. And I I think it's just um, we're starting to get comfortable in the package and the guys are getting more confidence in themselves and with each other. Um, They're starting to communicate with each other better. And and then, you know, we're getting um, the last two games, we've got a lot more pressure on the quarterback. And so all those things factor into playing good pass defense.
5: Hey, Coach, J.B. Ricks here from Spectrum News 1. Thanks for taking out the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremy Chen um, got rave reviews, you know, in training camp, and it seems like it's translating well through these first uh, four games of the season, and he's also getting high praise from fellow players throughout the league. Um, we see what he's doing right on the field, but can, can you give us some insight to what he's doing behind the scenes or maybe in film study or whatever it may be that we don't know about that. That's allowing him to be so successful this early in his career.
4: Well, you know, Jeremy, you know, he acts and, and uh, does things a lot older than his age. Um, you would think he's a veteran. I mean, he comes in um, like this morning, I was here early and he was, he was here early. Uh, eating breakfast before very, very few players were in the building. So, um, you know, that I think that's unique in that, you know, he's, he's a rookie and um, he really knows how to handle himself and study. And, and uh, you know, I think that's a tribute to how he's been raised and brought up um, at home and in football. So I think the college coaches did a great job with him. So um, there's a lot of positives, Jeremy. And, uh, I mean, he's a great guy to have in our locker room.
3: Uh, Let's go to Jason Huber and then Mike Salarte. Hey, Phil. I hope you're doing well. I'm wondering what has been the biggest difference for Derek Brown from weeks one and two to, to now, you know, four tackles for loss in these last two weeks. Just what have you seen that's kind of been that big improvement?
4: Well, I think he's getting off every play now and he's using his hands a lot better. So he's recreating the line of scrimmage by getting off on the snap. Um, and then you know he's a big, powerful man. He's using his hands much better, so yeah, you're you're seeing that productivity now because of that.
1: Hey, Coach Mike Salarte, Spectrum News One. Good to see you again. the uh, The fact that you guys have gotten pressures the last couple of weeks, more pressures on the on the quarterback, especially last week with a guy as mobile as Kyler Murray was you're removing some, well, Atlanta's removing some of that with Matt Ryan. He does not move like Kyler Murray. Is this advantage defense or are you guys still kind of have to be wary because they, if they block it up right, he can, he can throw the ball deep.
4: Yeah, he sure can. Uh, you know, he, Ryan, he, he, he's an old pro now. He knows exactly what's going on out there. And, and um, but again, if you don't pressure him, you're not going to have much success against him. So, um, you know, there's the, the catch 22 and, you know, hopefully we have the right mix.
3: All right, we'll go to Miles Simmons and then David Newton. Hey, Phil. Um, You sort of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but just how much do you think getting to know your guys a little bit better and just watching them play in the first few weeks of the season has helped you understand what their
4: strengths are and and be able to scheme with that? Yeah, you know, I think it helps a lot. Um, And not only – Am I getting used to them? They're getting used to the system and and what we do. So um, as you you know, if you come to practice, you can see that we're growing in confidence every day. And and so you know, I hope that continues. And and that happens when you have success. So the better we get, the more confidence they'll get. So um, I'm hoping that continues this Sunday. Hey, Joe David Newton here. Wanted to ask you uh, and I asked Matt this yesterday. Um, why do you think teams are scoring at such a high rate? They're on a record pace with 51.3 points a game combined. Um, the defensive guy, what are you seeing? Well, I think the biggest reason is, you know, normally offensively, when you go on the road, it's really hard to run an offense, especially on third down or if you have to check um, you know, with the crowd noise. Well, we're not having any crowd noise, so I, you know, w- when teams go on the road, they're not a, on at a disadvantage on on offense, and you know, we count on that on defense. You know, when you play at home, we count on that crowd noise where they can't get to what they want, and 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 it's hard to run their offense, and we don't have that right now. So I think that has led to some of the scoring. Let's go
3: to Joe Person and then Jonathan Alexander.
5: Phil, good to see you. I Hope you're well. I uh, was going to ask you about the uh, kind of cornerback rotation you had. You thought you had Eli back last week, and then you didn't. Um, are you a little kind of, I, I guess, uh, maybe cautious about wanting to disturb what's been a, a good thing with Dante and Rasul?
4: Yeah, you know, I think both of them have played real well. So, and but you know, Troy's come in and played uh, just fine. I mean, he's for a young rookie, he's doing fine. So, uh, we've got a good little rotation. Um, it does hurt a little bit that Eli got nicked again, but you know, he'll, he'll be back. And so we're, we're doing fine.
0: Hey Phil, um, hope all is well. Um, you know, we talked with a couple of your players, uh, who, you know, said you were a traditional coach. Um, I'm wondering what is your philosophy as a coach and um, what has in, what or who has influenced that philosophy?
4: Well, you know, basically we talk about, um, um, you know, everybody wants to talk about scheme and how you do things and all those things. And we talk about physicality and how hard we play and the details in which we and what we do. I, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. So if we're really detailed of what we do and we play really fast and physical, then I think, you know, you're going to play pretty good on defense and um, you know, I'm fortunate at my age that I got really uh, back in the old days. That's what, that's what football was all about. There wasn't all the scheme. So it was about hard nose, physical, tough football play hard, as hard as you can and be detailed at what you do and so I still think that, you know when you look at a game the issue isn't the opponent it's you and so if we can concentrate on those things and play better at those things practice that way then we have a chance to play well and that's kind of our emphasis and, and who influenced um your your thinking well just through the years you know I had Jim Kreiner at Boise State you know even, even um I I worked for Jack Delbar in high school. He, he was the same way, you know, all the coaches all the way through um, uh, Bruce Snyder was really influential on me. You know, I worked for him for 14 years, but all the coaches, you know, and um, they, they, they didn't lose sight of what the game was. And now, you know, everything is scheme and, and all that. And, and, you know, you've got to schematically be right. But a lot of the other stuff that you have to do is the old school ball, which is be physical and play hard. And, and really be detailed. And, and you get that through practice, the harder you practice, the better you're in, the better you practice, the better you're going to play. So that's kind of our, you know, what we try to get done.
3: Let's go. Yeah, Steve, you can ask your question. Then we'll go to Miles Simmons. Hey, Phil, obviously you knew um, that the rookies were going to have to contribute for you. What was the approach and, and, and they played really well so far. What was the approach that you took with, you know, kind of, bringing these guys along, teaching them the scheme? Um, I don't know, did it take extra patience? Did it take limiting the playbook? How did you get these guys to play so well so quickly?
4: Well, you know, I think the biggest thing is having no excuses. Um, You know, guys make excuses while I'm playing with rookies, and I told the guys coaching them that in the National Football League, if you draft a guy in the second round, third round, fourth round, first round, they're going to play, and they need to play right away. So we took that approach. Um, and you know I've stressed to them that the other team doesn't care who you are playing. They don't care if you have a rookie. Uh, so we've just taken that approach, and I think the guys have grown up fast. And I think our vets have done a nice job of bringing them along and teaching them how to play and play at this level. So uh, the combination of all that, and I and and you're right. I'm you know the uh, the four rookies we're playing, uh, and we're playing some other rookies too, like Sam Franklin and. Um, you know, I'm, I'm real happy with the progress. Well,
3: uh, what, how, if at all, does it affect you guys if Julio Jones doesn't play?
4: Well, it does. I mean, he's Julio's really a good player and, and, you know, he's, you got to know where he is all the time and really what it affects you is how you play the run. Because you, you start stacking the box and then you got big 11 out there that's going to, you know, they're just going to throw the football to one on one. So he affects the whole football game. So it does affect. I don't care what defense you are. It affects you.
3: All right, guys, we have time for two more. So let's go to Elena and then finish with Mike Salarte.
2: Hey, Phil. Um, I was wondering, you know, someone we haven't really talked about a lot is Justin Burris. So I was curious, you know, what has been your assessment of his play through the first four games and what have you liked and, you know, what maybe does he need to improve on?
4: You know, if you look at his uh, background and history, he's been really a corner. And so he's evolved into the safety position the last two years. And so like the last ball game, he really played physical. Um, He has really good cover skills. Um, He, you know, um, he matches up well on tight ends. We matched him up on Fitzgerald last week. Um, He really gives us some flexibility, but uh, the physicality of the position um, he's growing to, to really appreciate. And last week, uh, I was really, uh, really happy to see what he did uh, physically, but he's uh, you know, I'm real happy with Justin. I think he's going to really become uh, what he wants to become in this league
1: coach you just you, a few responses ago you talked about the uh, getting off the line of scrimmage playing hard hard nosed football and and having your technique as sound as can be you've seen so many players in your career is there I mean is that what really sets the good from sets apart the good from the great and the elite uh, you know guys that can play at hundred miles an hour and and be flawless in their technique I mean or is that or is there more to it than that
4: Well, first of all, especially at this level and at any level, you have to have a certain uh, ability to play real well. But then with that, you have to have the work ethic. And it's not just the field. you got to take care of your body. you got to be good in the weight room. Um, But they come in and study. And then they practice at a certain level. Uh, There's no way you can be great and not practice at a high level. Um, you know, that's why I love that Michael Jordan's uh, uh, that 10-part series. That's all they talked about in that whole deal. And, it, you know, it was great to have other athletes and other sports hear how hard he worked and, and how detailed he was at what he did. And um, that's what all the great ones do, all of them. All
3: right, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time.
4: You bet. Thank you, guys.